Since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, millions of Americans faced a two-part struggle, staying healthy and staying employed. Thanks for tuning in to season two of the Texas Public Policy Foundation's Road to Recovery podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Davis-Valdez, policy analyst with the Next Generation Texas team, where I focus on career and technical education and workforce development issues. Throughout this season, we'll be joined by business owners, educators, and experts who are finding innovative ways to help Texans of all ages prepare for and find great jobs in the post-COVID economy. Let's dive in. I am so pleased to have as my guest today, Stephanie Valadez, Managing Director at Periscolas in Dallas. Periscolas is creating national change by opening the doors of the tech industry to traditionally underrepresented groups through a tuition-free technical skills and professional business instruction education. The skills developed at Periscolas are the most in-demand nationwide, so graduates of the rigorous bootcamp-style course can enter the job market easily, hireable and ready to succeed. Stephanie, welcome to Road to Recovery. Thanks so much for having me today. Well, I would love to start us off by having you tell us in your own words and, and our listeners, what is Perscolis and how did it get started? Sure. So we are a national organization with roots here in Texas, specifically in the Dallas-Fort Worth region. And what we're really focused on is advancing economic mobility. And we've been doing that for the past 25 years. In Dallas, we've had our footprint here for a little over five years now. And the way that we really are able to advance um, our neighbors is really through our training and our professional development. But not only that, but working really in tandem with the employers, um, we really need to make sure that what training we offer is really in line with what their business needs are and that we're really fulfilling the gaps that they see within their talent pipeline. Um, The area that we really excel in is really offering access to our training to individuals who are underrepresented in technology. And so as you can imagine, um, a lot of organizations are now very heavily focused on making sure that their talent within the tech sector really mirrors all other areas of their lives. And so that's where we really are an edge above some of the other providers that might be out there. Um, We work with them to connect for career opportunities And the companies that we work with range really from Fortune 500 companies to startups. Um, We have the ability to be quite flexible. And so that allows people to come to the table where they are to work with us and partner with us in a way that makes sense. We actually now are in 15 cities, if you can believe it. And we've trained over 12,000 individuals. And so that's an incredible number of people who have access to technology careers that may have not had any prior experience. And um, the really a cool backstory of Perscola is, is that we were an organization that was really focused on building an opportunity to um, schools in the Bronx where they really needed an opportunity to have access to computers. And this was in the late 90s. Um, it was quite expensive to have a computer. And so Perscola started off as a computer refurbishing outfit. And then we started losing all of our talent and we're like, well, what's going on here? And what we found out was the skills that we were providing to them to refurbish the equipment were incredibly valuable. 
that they could make a ton more money and go to another organization and really leverage those skills to build a tech career. And so we quickly recognized that, pivoted to a workforce training organization, and our expertise has always been in tech. That's our passion, um, even before it was a hot thing. And of course, we've evolved. We've added new uh, technology training tracks based on what the, the industry needs, but we also now offer um, different training capabilities to include customized training with specific corporate partners. And so if there's something that we don't currently offer in our market and they see a need for it, we can work with you one-on-one and build that out for you. We can make it happen. And so that just offers a lot of, I think, value to our employer base, but also to our community to have access to tools that they may not have known about. That is such a cool story. I love that you all discovered your mission, sort of not planning it, right? But then you stumbled into it and then you leaned into it and you've got this wonderful um, you know, organization that you said has trained over 12,000 individuals, which is fantastic. Um, how does how does Perscolas, um, how do they essentially stay in operation? Is it a nonprofit? Is it, so you do raise money from philanthropy for this? We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And so we actually have um, folks within our development teams um, who really help us to identify corporations and foundations, as well as individuals who could really um, have the opportunity to invest in our organization Mm -hmm. and the folks that we train. And locally, um, I am the leader in really developing the relationships with people who people and organizations who could invest in our training um, so that it is completely cost-free to the participant. That's really important. That's how we're able to close that gap on the access piece of it. And um, I mean, it's it's been a blessing because that has not been as great of a challenge. There's been lots of opportunity to partner with with different organizations and individuals. And so we're really quite blessed in that way. That's fantastic. Um, Tell me how you found your way to Perscola, Stephanie. Um, It's another interesting story, or so I hope to think so. Um, I was working for another nonprofit organization, and we were based in Fort Worth, but I was living in the North Dallas area, had been doing it for over eight years, you know, grew up with my kids. And, you know, the flexibility was quite fantastic, but I really felt like I had tapped out on the role and needed something that was going to continue to challenge me. And so, of course, I started looking and, of course, everybody looks on LinkedIn and I came across this organization called Perscolas. Like, what in the world? I've never heard of this. I felt like I had a pretty good handle on what organizations were out there, but I sure didn't. Um, At that point, they were only in the market for about three years. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe that's why I didn't understand or hear of Perscolas. And so it was a pretty small footprint at that point. Um, I believe at that time we were training less than 500 um, individuals total in those three years. And so um, we're now in our fifth year. It's about, a, you know, nearly a thousand trainees. We'll probably be hitting that pretty quickly. Um, and it's, I mean, it's growing so fast. Um, I remember interviewing for the role and, you know, unfortunately I wasn't even the first pick. Um, I, I was the second pick, but what had happened was I reached out to the hiring manager to connect with her on LinkedIn because I loved Perscola's and the mission. Uh And um, she actually reached back out to me a few months later and said, Hey, Stephanie, you're not going to believe this. 
but we're actually expanding and we'd love to bring you in to the role that you originally interviewed for. And I thought, I was like, oh, she's like, you know, she's joking with me. There's no way because this really sounded like my dream opportunity and it sure is still, um, but just feel so fortunate. And it's so crazy how um, just a follow through um, was able to bring me to the place where I am now and just have been working hard since then. It's fantastic. I love those stories of people finding their passion and and uh, just people finding each other to share that that vision and goal together. Um, so speaking of that, why don't you tell me a little bit about who the students are that Periscola serves in Dallas? Let's start with Dallas. And then if you'd like to talk about some of the other chapters elsewhere, we'd be interested in that too. Sure. So the folks who come to Periscolas are generally people who are passionate about learning technology and entering into a new field. Um, some of them have experience um, work experience, others have none, or they're coming from industries such as hospitality or customer service and retail. Um, we've had a ton of Uber and Lyft drivers, so shout out to them for you know uh, fueling our pipeline as well as mechanics. And the general theme is that they're at a career crossroads. They're finding the need to access a high quality job, and they don't believe that staying in that current path is going to allow them that. And so needing a better work-life balance and flexibility because some of them are coming to us working several jobs. Um, and that's quite challenging. It's taxing, especially if you've got a family to be able to do that. And, you know, it's also discouraging when you know that there is nowhere else to go, but where you're currently at. And so um, they're coming to us with the hope of advancing their careers to access great career connections. Um, and then the demographic of our learner is, you know, 89% people of color. And so when you think about that number within a corporation, that drastically drives the number and the kind of innovation that can happen, especially in technology, um, if you can mirror the population that you're serving. Um, and then 40% of our learners are women, a third are young adults. Um, and that's quite a change when you also look at, you know, overall, that only 17% of computer occupations are filled by Black or Latinx employees. That's, I mean, that's a, quite a big jump if we were able to get through to all of those employers and just show the value of being able to have a diverse tech workforce. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what some of the key challenges facing some of your students are, or the majority of your students. And then I'd like to know a little bit too about how does Periscolis approach the higher education question? So are your students coming to you with some community college, some college? Are you guys focused on getting them additional um, higher education or are you focused on getting them the actual skills to get those jobs? Talk to me a little bit about that um, pathway. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to answer the second question first. I think it's really important to meet people where they're at. Um, when they come to Perscola's, they are showing an interest in advancing themselves specifically within technology. And so as we know, there are several paths to a technology career. And so our goal is really to give them one option. Um, for many of them, they may have started college, they've taken a few courses, but not have, you know, not have had any success or have had to leave um, their college career due to one reason or another. And so with Perscola's, with our 12 to 15 week timeframe that they are investing in the training, it's a lot more manageable for individuals to be able to make 
that short-term investment for mm-hmm. a big, you know, a long-term uh, payoff for them. And so um, what we also know in terms of, you know, challenges within the computer industry is that, you know, the employment in these occupations is expected to grow and it's much faster than the average of all other occupations based on the, the BLS, but, you know, we're not training enough individuals. And so that's including colleges and universities in tech careers. And so there needs to be a, you know, a supplement of the workforce development training organizations like Perscolas to really even make a dent on that work, especially in the state of Texas. And so some of the challenges that we address are not only from the learner perspective, but the employer perspective. And so it's a marriage of the two. Um, It's, you know, the learner's not having the access points to navigating the technology career. Um, Very often they don't see other people within their immediate community that reflect what they are in the tech world. Um, Also, not knowing that there are access points to learning technology skills without having to go into debt um, is another one. Um, Also the social capital. They don't have necessarily most of the time the professional networks that they have access to once they join an organization like Perscolas because we have partners that we work with to hire. And then once somebody hires in a Perscolas graduate, it's not going to be just one individual. It's going to be a handful or a dozen or more that join the organization because they'll see that return on investment in hiring. Um, It's, I mean, it's so many different things that we're trying to address. Um, Most of them are coming to us as un or underemployed Mm -hmm. and they're needing skills training because like I said earlier, a lot of them are in these frontline positions. A lot of them have been impacted by the pandemic. And right now is an ideal time for them to upskill and learn something a little bit different. It might've been something that they considered in the past, but they always put it off and suppress those, you know, feelings and that interest. And so um, now that we are in a remote capacity um, because of the pandemic, that makes it a little bit easier for people to dip their toe in and say, Hey, you know what? Like right now is the right time for me. There's nothing else going on. I can remote in. I don't even have to drive to downtown Dallas. Mm -hmm. So what's stopping me at this point? Um, And so we work with them to really help with navigating the career, um, also providing the skills and, you know, certification preparation, um, working with our corporate partners and volunteers, because they need to be able to speak to those professionals and ask those hard questions about, you know, how did you transition into your role? How have you navigated it? How can I do that in my own journey? Um, And what does that look like? And so all those important questions that somebody would have in their first position, but even just the basics, like, you know, how do I write my resume for my first tech job? You know, how do I prepare for a mock interview? And not only a mock interview, but now it's virtual. Like, how do I connect with somebody when it's just on a screen? Like, that's a whole opposite. Like, that's a different reality for our learners, too. Um, And so it's even, you know, navigating workplace conflict and communication um, in this virtual space. There's so many elements that have been added to it that they learn through our training, but they're able to come out on the other end successful. And the vast majority of learners come to us with zero technology experience. And when they gain those certifications, they are among the top 5% of computer users in the world. And so that's pretty impressive to say. 
um, in a very short period of time. Well, I would, there's so much there for me to ask you about. Um, one thing that I wanted to kind of pick up on, because it's something we've been really researching a lot and looking at as a foundation, is this question of, you know, return on investment for the employer, right? So, you know, to some extent, um, we want to know, given the amount of resources that you guys put into this and the amount of time students invest in this as well, you know, what is the payoff on average for students? Can you give us a range, an idea of the kinds of salaries students are are typically um, able to access at the beginning and then even farther along as they go? Do you guys track that information? Sure. I mean, just from their pre-training wages to post-training mm-hmm. wages. And so our training length is 12 to 15 weeks. And so mm-hmm. that's really important to point out. Mm-hmm. But that average increase is over 300%. And so I don't think that any of us could say that in, in, in you know, most opportunities that are presented to us. Um, and so that return on investment is quite rapid. And when it comes to the employers and their return on investment, especially if they're investing in us, is that their turnover rates are drastically reduced um, because of the investment. Because what we found with our learners is that you know, when they come through and an employer has invested in them, they are forever loyal to that company. They will do whatever it takes to grow, you know, through the ranks versus going to a competitor or another organization. Um, And so that's something that we found through our training um, and through our data is that, you know, it's a win-win for everyone when it comes to hiring for scholars or investing in the organization. That's incredible. 300% that, that you don't hear that very often. Um, that is something that you guys uh, should be very proud of, and, and we're excited to tell that story. Um, so tell me a little bit, you, you mentioned this um, a little bit already. I would love to hear about your perspective on the role of employers in improving their own practices around hiring. So we know that employers face challenges with their talent pipeline. We know that you know sometimes that comes out as they t- typically hire their friends or the friends of friends because that's who they know, right? That's, that's natural. Um, but you're trying to help kind of break down some of those barriers for people who may not have networks that are in the same places. And so tell me a little bit about how you think employers should be looking at um, their, their talent pipeline and how they can be more proactive in developing that. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a loaded question there for me, Erin. Um, I mean, what I do know is that over 100 employers have hired locally in Dallas-Fort Worth from our per school as pipeline of applicants um, and it's in various tech roles. And so um, the way that employers can really shape their hiring practices is really just challenging it and really, you know, leaning into what I shared earlier is that we're not graduating enough computer science degrees to fill all of your openings. And so something has got to give and we have to approach it from the lens of, do we really need these degrees to be able to move individuals into these entry-level positions. Because we know most companies already offer, you know, tuition reimbursement. Folks Mm -hmm. can go through and get the degrees later, Mm -hmm. but we need to find an access point for them to get in and really have access to those kinds of benefits to really thrive. And so the entry point is incredibly valuable because that helps with your retention um, in those entry-level positions. Whereas somebody who may have a four-year degree 
they're not likely going to stay in a help desk position or a junior level position for more than a year. Technology moves way too quickly for that. And so I think an employer would be pretty naive to think that, oh, I'm going to you know, hang on to this you know, college-educated superstar for that much time. And so this allows entry points for others who may not be the traditional job seeker, but have some incredible experience and life, you know, and life experiences to really lend to the specific position. And for instance, you know, we've had people come in with customer service backgrounds that have been incredibly valuable to a company um, and specifically, you know, within, you know, food companies where they might've worked in um, a specific, re- you know, restaurant job or, you know, as a bartender. And so that perspective is quite valuable um, and just being able to, come in with a different lens and solve some of the problems that they might have um, on the job in a different way. Um, and so it's really just challenging the work that we're constantly doing. Um, I don't think that it's sufficient any longer for companies to say, well, that's how we've always done hiring. If that's your take on it, you will never find the best tech talent. You will always find those who are just, you know, just good enough to do the job, but not necessarily the best. And so when you think about that and you think about your business is just good enough, really what you want, or do you want to really bring everybody to the table who has something to offer and to really bring value to your company? Um, some of the other ways that we've really had um, employers just rethink their hiring practices is really engage in our classroom. If you go to any non-traditional training provider and spend any time in the classroom, you will fall in love. You will wonder why you never considered even hiring from these pipelines in the past. And then, you know, it allows you an opportunity to give back your own skills and experience. And it's great um, brand recognition for whatever company you represent, because all of a sudden you're going to have a whole class of individuals who is going to, you know, they're going to hit up your job board and want to apply for every single position that they apply, you know, that they qualify for. Um, And then also there's another way that we can actually work with employers and their hiring practices. So through the customized training that I mentioned earlier, that actually was something that was born out of um, a company that knew that they had some increased client expectations in a very specific area, but they didn't have the time to really ramp up internally to be able to do that. And so they sought out Perscola as, as an expert in the area of technology training. And so we worked with them to build out you know, this curriculum We worked to build, um, we were responsible for all the recruitment and admissions of those individuals. And then um, once they completed that course, the company had direct access to those individuals to recruit directly into their company and they got first dibs um, and they were kept in the loop, you know, throughout the whole course on the progress of those individuals. And so it's just a completely different way of looking at how we hire and being a lot more intentional in solving some of the challenges that businesses, you know, that they experience currently. Um, it's something that, you know, we have to be a little bit more innovative and, you know, challenge the, the existing systems because it's not working for everyone. 
I love that. Um, I love that you guys have that wonderful emphasis on skills and not just pieces of paper or credentials, right? That it's really all about matching the individual with what the company needs. And, you know, that, that first job on the, on the rung of your new career is so important. We know this and um, you're absolutely right that once you've got that access point, I think you call it, um, it's, it's much uh, more doable to rise and to, and to keep growing. And then he learned about that your emphasis is on that step. Um, of could you tell us a story or two him. about some first school um, graduates that you think are illustrative for our audience of kind of he had what found out you guys do? I think he kept delaying. Uh, oh, not right now. We're not right now. Um, but he is now in his first tech role. He's been there for over a year now. But when he started, he was making over $21 an hour, which is more than double what he was making when he was working his initial job. Um, and so that's, you know, that's a game changer for that family. But also, he sees the value in the training that we offered. He's a consistent donor. He actually has set up his payroll so that he, on a monthly basis, is donating back to Perscola's to pay it forward. And so when you think about the individual that it can impact, he's not just you know changing his life. He's changing the lives of whoever comes after him, too. Wow. That is, that is incredible. <laughs> and wow. I've got another one. So hold Pretty on. Sure. Yes. Okay. Um, I've got another um, story, and this is just a few of them, but this was a young lady. She was a single mom of two young daughters. She was working at a daycare, and I, you know, at one point, I was a daycare worker myself, so I empathize, but, you know, she had started college, had gotten pregnant, wasn't able to finish her degree, was just trying to find the next job to kind of get by, um, and one day she decided to apply for Perscola's. Of course, we admitted her into our IT support course. Um, we actually invited, you know, an employer in to do some speed interviews and it was a super competitive, um, process, but she was the lone person who emerged from that process. She was hired into a financial tech, um, company and she's already been promoted into a new role. And so, um, she has been one of our greatest success stories and seeing, you know, how that can really shift. Um, even for single parent households, um, if they have the capability to um, spend time with an organization like ours to be able to get the skills and you know the training needed to be able to access these careers, she's you know actually studying to to move up again, um, and she's developing her coding skills, and that's really her passion. And so it just it opens up a pathway for them to explore where else they could go next. And a lot of times we may not even know what's coming next in technology. And so it's staying ahead of it, that, you know, continuous learning mindset has been incredibly valuable and in teaching that to our learners as well. Wow. Um, this is, this is one of those things where the more you, you tell me about it, the more I feel like I just hopefully can come up and visit someday when, when things are um, a little bit uh, more normal and, and see it for myself. That That's incredible. Um, what are some what are some ways that our audience can learn more about your work, um, specifically, you know, in Texas, but beyond? Um, do you guys have plans to expand within Texas? Or are you planning to stay in Dallas? Um, just tell us how we can continue to follow your work and, and be encouragers and supporters of it. Sure. I mean, we are a national organization. So here within Texas, 
Um, our deepest footprint is going to be in the Dallas-Fort Worth region. Um, there have been whisperings of possible expansion further, but that really is something that, you know, we've probably got over 20 sites pegged for possible expansion. So you'll have to check our strategic plan for all of those access points <laughs> of where we're looking to enter into next. Um, but we are, you know, considering growing to 17 locations this year um, and into the West Coast as well. So hang on, West Coast friends. Um, <laughs> but you can actually visit our website at perscolas.org. And perscolas is P-E-R-S-C-H-O-L-A-S.org. Um, we also have a very active um, social media channels where we will post what's going on with us um, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, we also do um, have a monthly impact report. And so the way that you can sign up for that is just by going to our website and there's going to be an email field that you'll just populate to get all of those um, fantastic stories. So you don't miss out on all the latest and greatest that's going on with Perscolas. Um, something I also um, noticed was that we are actually doing um, diverse by design and there's an upcoming conversation for black history month. Um, and so you can find more details on that, um, from our social media channels and register for that, but that's completely free. Anybody can participate and you can listen in and, you know, learn a little bit more about how our corporate partners and how people have really directly impacted from the work that we're currently doing. Well, this is fantastic. I encourage everyone to check it out. We, you know, when we learned about Perscolas, again, it was one of those things where we, we did a double take because, um, you know, we're so excited about your vision and the way you meet students where they are and the way you help um, bring them along to find those passions. And so thank you for talking to me today. Stephanie, I hope y'all will check out perscolas.org and um, looking forward to continue the conversation, uh, hopefully later this year. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Road to Recovery podcast. Life in a post-COVID economy will depend on the creative responses that are arising all around us. 